Welcome to the Collective Tables Advent Season. Over the next four weeks, Chelsea, Claire, and I will offer short reflections on the weekly themes of Advent, hope, love, joy, and peace. These themes connect to the traditional scripture readings that are presented throughout the Advent season and remain consistent from year to year. So what is Advent? Great question, Dana. Advent marks a time in the life of the Christian church where we prepare and wait for the coming or arrival of Christ, God in human form. The word Advent comes from the Latin Adventus, meaning coming. It doesn't matter if you're Catholic, Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, Lutheran, Greek Orthodox, or non-denominational. Advent applies to the universal Christian church. Not all Christian communities may talk about Advent and not all celebrate the time period in the same way. However, it does not change the overall purpose of Advent, which is a time for each of us to prepare our hearts and minds for the coming of Christ. It reminds me of when I prepare my house for company. I love hosting people in my home, and part of it is the excitement of preparing for the guests to come. I get the house ready, mow the grass, set the table, prepare the food, and decorate. And when they get there, we can finally celebrate. That's a great metaphor, Claire. For those who practice Christianity, Advent is a time of spiritually preparing our hearts and minds to receive God in person. So for this TCT Advent season, you're invited to use these short reflections to get your heart and mind ready for the arrival of a vulnerable baby who desires to be connected to each of us, who desires to show us that love and peace are stronger than hate and war, who invites us to respond every day to a broken world by claiming our belovedness. If you'd like to learn more about the history of Advent, visit our show notes for additional resources. This is the fourth and final week in the Advent season, and we end this time of preparing and waiting with the theme of peace. Perhaps there is no better way to conclude this season than by reflecting on the idea of shalom. Shalom is the Hebrew word often translated in English as peace. I say often instead of all the time because the word shalom means so much more than just one singular word. But then again, I believe the word peace means so much more than simply the absence of war. When I think about shalom or peace, I think about Isaiah chapter 11, verses six through nine. And I'm gonna read that following scripture from the message interpretation. The wolf will romp with the lamb. The leopard sleep with the kid. Calf and lion will eat from the same trow and a little child will tend them. Cow and bear will graze the same pasture. Their calves and cubs grow up together. And the lion eats straw like the ox. The nursing child will crawl over rattlesnake dens. The toddler stick his hand down the hole of a serpent. Neither animal nor human will hurt or kill on my holy mountain. 
The whole earth will be brimming with knowing God alive, a living knowledge of God, ocean deep, ocean wide. In Randy S. Woodley's book titled Shalom and the Community of Creation, he reminds us that after reading this scripture, nothing could be more frightening or more real to people than exposing the things they value most to the things they fear most. As a mother of three children, I cannot imagine my kids playing with rattlesnakes and serpents, even at the age of 23, 16, and 14. The very thought is completely opposite to what I think as peaceful. And yet that's the beauty and power in Isaiah's message. In God's world, what humans value and fear are connected. In other words, there is nothing to value or fear because everything is whole and together. Is it challenging to hold this idea? The idea that value and fear don't exist in God's kingdom? I know it is for me. Is it complicated, challenging, or humbling to think about the God of all creation, the God of expansiveness beyond our imaginations, entered humanity as a small, helpless, vulnerable baby? It's certainly not how the Jewish people 2,000 plus years ago visualized the Messiah returning to free them from oppression and empire. It's not even how we think today in our Western developed nation. More money is spent on the U.S. military and its support services than on education and social services. Now, there is no question that I support our brothers and sisters who make a decision to join the armed forces, and this country has a responsibility to support them wholeheartedly in and throughout their lives. However, I do wonder if what we fear guides our decisions more than what we value. Some may suggest that we value our Western way of living so much that we must protect it. And yet, by protecting it, are we not chipping away at what we value? These are complex discussions and ideas, which leads me back to shalom and peace. The idea of shalom is complex. Returning to shalom in the community of creation, Woodley describes aspects of shalom to include completeness, wholeness, health, peace, welfare, safety, soundness, tranquility, prosperity, perfection, fullness, rest, harmony, and the absence of agitation or discord. Wow, that's a lot. That's why in the beginning of this reflection, I said that shalom cannot be captured with one singular word. That may be the case, and yes, it may be a lot to take in, and it's wonderful. Don't let all the adjectives scare you. I invite you to breathe each of the words in slowly and intentionally. Chew on them. Contemplate them. Let them play around in your mind because they are beautiful. The reality of them may be messy, but that doesn't need to deter or discourage you and me from allowing them to come into our hearts and minds to take residence. With that, as you enter your final week of preparation for the arrival of the Christ child, I encourage you to select one of the words and meditate on it this week. In a moment, I'm going to reread through the list slowly. Consider journaling on the following questions. 
What does this word mean to you? What does it look and feel like? How does this word connect to God with us, Emmanuel, to God entering humanity and into each of our lives? What would God's world look like if all of God's creation lived this word out? What is your personal response to this word? As I begin, I invite you to perhaps gently close your eyes so you can fully open your ears to hearing whatever one word speaks to you. And again, hold on to that word throughout this week. Let's go ahead and take a deep breath in on the count of three. One, two, three, and let it out on the count of three. One, two, three. Let's do that one more time. Inhale, one, two, three. Exhale, three, two, one. With that, welcome Shalom as completeness, wholeness, health, peace, welfare, safety, soundness, tranquility, prosperity, perfectness, fullness, rest, harmony, the absence of agitation. Beloved, God is with us. God is in us. God loves us. Blessings to you all. Thank you so much for listening. Together, we are what God looks like. The Collective Table is supported by San Diego United Methodist Church in Encinitas, California, and the California Pacific Annual Conference of the United Methodist Church. A big thank you to our producer and content editor, Claire Watson. If you'd like to financially support the work of The Collective Table, please visit us at thecollectivetable.org. There you can also find out more about who we are and view past episodes. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, YouTube channel, and newsletter, and keep up with us on our Instagram and Facebook at The Collective Table.